0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, ladies and gentlemen, kids of all ages, it's another episode of Restore the Floor, the podcast of your Detroit Pistons. I'm Stony. He is the king of the KC. Evan Jenkins, what's up, Ev? How was your? You were away for a little bit. How was your vacation? Uh, vacation was very good, and it
1: was better than the Pistons' performance against the Mavericks. <laughs> I got. I, I only want to say that because that his name escapes me, and I should know it forever. But the coach that decided to talk trash to Luka Doncic, oh. go have a talk with him, Alan. and, yeah. and be like, hey. Don't go after their best guy. Anymore. No. He goes and scores 53. Yes. And this is on the heels of me praising him in probably every episode we put out. hmm And he makes it look so effortless. So that's the only word of advice I have.
0: And, and you know what? He came back from an injury. That was his first game back. Just like Giannis earlier in the week, right? His first game against the Pistons. Uh, yeah, Back he had on like January 2030, he, had, he 20 only had 29, but he had 20 in the first. That was when the one they, Pistons gave up 49 points in the first quarter.
1: Not bad. It's better than 50.
0: Yeah, we haven't spoken about, about that. And then the Pistons, you know, after that, they have the embarrassing loss where they lose, like we said, 150 to 130 to the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, and then they go into Brooklyn and beat the Nets. Now, Brooklyn's not obviously 100%, but, you know, they don't have KD. Pistons don't have Kate Cunningham. But you they, know what that they,
1: proves? Is that they're still an NBA team. Yes. Because parity still exists in the mm-hmm. NBA, and it's not any given night any team could win, but right. it happens.
0: As When it goes against the Pistons, Dwayne Casey has said, not to use his excuse, he says, that you know, it's a scheduling loss. That was a scheduling win because Brooklyn had the emotional game in Philly the night before. Yeah. And then they bring in Houston. Yeah, that's the, that's and the one. And post a big L. That's the one. Now, no. it helps in one aspect.
1: Sure. But. Big Vic, man. The
0: the fact of the matter is that Houston did not have Green. uh, They did not have uh, Kevin Porter Jr. And they didn't have one of their other players, too. I forget off the top of my head. And the Pistons lose at home, to use an Aaron Rodgers phrase, to that team?
1: I know. It's it's disappointing. But listen. If this season's uh, ups and downs, more downs than ups, End up bringing you a seven foot four dude from France. <laughs> yeah. Every last game is worth it, isn't it? Correct. At but, least hypothetically, right? You right. could go the Chet Grimlet way and hurt his foot or whatnot, mm-hmm. or Greg Oden. Who knows? Right? There's good and bad with every single player and possibility. But I mean, that's the lottery guy. That's the guy that, that
0: that's the guy you're
1: shooting for. So
0: that's the guy you want.
1: But I, I've given up even hope on progress. During this year, right now, Stony. I mean, it looks like, you know, Durin is really progressing. I've you still in his last game, and you're like, but he's still young. Right. And my only question with Jalen Durin right now is is he content with playing five feet from the hoop? A lot of players in today's game aren't content with that and want to do the shooting all of a sudden, which is weird to me.
0: Well, he's got to work on it. I mean, too. But I don't even, you don't even need it. You know what I mean? No, Dominate within five feet. Right. You need a rim protector. Just make sure you don't get into foul trouble.
1: Yeah. It's funny because where I think he could take advantage, I was actually watching this Kobe Bryant video this morning. I don't know. It's a motivational video. And he's talking about when he got to the league, a lot of players he found out are playing for money. He goes, that's where I knew I could be better because I'm going to play to get better and better and better. Right. And I think that's where Durin, because there aren't that many young bigs in the league right now.
0: He could take advantage. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, he's really, really good. He's got a great motor, as they like to the say. That's speak. what I'm
1: saying. And motivation, and just a will to do what he's supposed to do.
0: And he can do that. Now, Rebound, putbacks. As far as the you know, as far as Ivy, he's just he's so hot and cold.
1: It's all there's some he's games all he's all depending on his shooting. Isn't yes. He?
0: And, look, that's something you can work on. It's done, you know. Yeah, there, he has
1: the intangibles that are God-given or wherever right. you think they come from, yes, right? exactly. Um, he's got that, the quickness, the, the size, the speed, the, the, the leaping ability. If he gets that jumper down, watch out.
0: So we are uh, approximately a week or so away from the deadline. It's February 9th, I believe, correct? Yeah. Look, I know there's a huge market for McDonavich. Rightfully so. There is. A lot of teams. The question is, would they get more for him in the offseason or at the deadline next year than they can now? And do they want to even have the, quote, adult in the room next year?
1: Well, my question is this, too. Do you wait and see what you get in the lottery? If you get Victor, then he's a great piece on this Yes. If you don't... I think you kind of have to go a different direction mm-hmm. because he's going to have two years remaining on his deal after this season. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be very, very attractive to a contending team where you can keep building your team. But at some point, Stoney, we're going to have to look in the mirror and say to Troy Weaver, when is the rebuild actually right. getting you to a spot? The restore, as yes. we call it here. Right. On restore and, the floor. And so you have some nice pieces right now, but those pieces aren't good enough to win in this league. No. So where do you go? Is it always going to be trying to makeshift with first-round picks and some aging vets on and re- and expiring deals?
0: Or do you end up like who the Pistons play tonight, Wednesday, as we tape this? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're taking on the Washington Wizards, who have been in that purgatory for years. Oh, yeah. Remember when LeBron was with Cleveland the oh, first time? Oh, all those time, games
1: with Gilbert Arenas. You know, and and, Stevenson yeah. and all that
0: stuff. And they're good. They're just not good enough, no, and they're never bad enough to really, you know. They they've had bad lottery luck as well, but they've also had some great pieces.
1: I mean, yeah. John Wall at his prime
0: before he got hurt, was
1: Wall awesome. Wall and Beale together. Beal can straight fill it up. I he love his a great game. player. And
0: you look at them now. I, I mean, mean, Porzingis is there, and Kuzma is there. They have. I mean, they just traded Hachimura, which because they weren't sure we got Sutton. He's a good player. Yes, and they got uh, you know your boy Kendrick Nunn from Oakland University on that on that team. Hey,
1: at least he's going to get to play now, yes, right? I uh, mean, absolutely. The Lakers are 13th in the Western Division right now. Barring
0: another injury, they're making the playoffs. They're too good not to.
1: Kind of seems that way down the stretch that mm-hmm. they're going to. It's funny my buddy was talking about cuz they played at Madison Square Garden. I
0: watched it last night.
1: LeBron always tries it. it Whatever. Every NBA player wants to show out at Madison Square Garden, even though the Knicks haven't been relevant since I was a kid, right? Yes. So my buddy goes, I bet on him to hit all these overs because of it. He ends up getting a triple-double in overtime. But did you know that last night, LeBron has now played against eight father-son duos in the NBA, meaning he has played against both the dad and the son. Eight times. Wow. Isn't that crazy?
0: Well, who is the eighth to make it eight? Because he's obviously played against Brunson before.
1: He played, it well, Rick Brunson. Right. Um, Maybe they just put together that stat last night because it was a national game, and so they put it up as a graphic. I
0: remember last week when he played against Houston, and he played against Jabari Smith, and his dad was there who he played against.
1: You got Rick and Jalen Brunson. Right. Adrian and A.J. Griffith. Uh Uh-huh. Griffin, sorry. Kenyon and Kenyon Martin Jr. Wow. Gary and Gary Payton the second, uh-huh. Glenn and Glenn Robinson the third.
0: Wow, I mean, th- it's crazy. The that big, big dog, the big was, still dog was still playing when LeBron.
1: How good was he in college? By oh the my way. god! They showed his stats against Michigan uh, when they were playing against oh, Michigan he State. W- Purdue was he was great. Had Thirty points a game is his final year at Purdue. But then also Jabari and Jabari Smith, Gary and Gary Trent Jr. and Samaki and Jabari Walker. Wow! How about Samaki Walker making? This? Yes. <laughs> But it's just crazy. I mean, and that's on the heels. I mean, so in your lifetime, Stony, you've probably seen you've seen all the greats except for like in baseball play, right? So in hockey, you saw the Wayne Gretzky. I play. saw the
0: end of Gordy.
1: Yep, you saw. Did you see Wilt play? Yeah, you saw Wilt. I play. Wilt you play. saw Wilt play Jordan. I
0: saw Wilt play when he played for the Sixers. So when they won the championship in '67, I was eight years old, and not to go too old school here, my uncle had season tickets to the Sixers at old convention hall, pre-spectrum. And they were under the basket by the Sixers bench. And I was, they'd sneak me in or whatever. Nobody cared back then. And I'd sit on, you know, his lap or on the floor, right on the floor. And when you are seven, eight years old, whatever, and they come in, Wilt Chamberlain looks like Jack and the Beanstalk. Oh, yeah. I mean—
1: Well, because not many guys were that height at that time. No, I mean, you
0: had some good centers. Six, six,
1: seven, six, eight. Right, you had
0: some good centers, obviously, Russell and Nate Thurman and and, and people like that. But Wilt was—he was just unbelievable. So, yeah, I've seen them all. You saw them. Except for George Mikan, maybe.
1: So then you have, in football, you saw Montana. some argue Montana is the greatest, Brad Shaw, now Tom Brady retires. Yes. So you've seen them all there. Jim Brown I saw. And I guess even in baseball, I mean, I still consider Barry Bonds the greatest baseball player I've ever seen in my life. I know uh, people take that away
0: from him. No, I, I he's but, right. To me, it was Willie Mays. Oh, did you get to see him? I saw I, I okay. saw Willie Mays and you know and Mickey Mantle a little bit because I grew up in a National League city, so we never got to see the Yankees that much when I you know in my formative years.
1: I, I, and I'm re- in Shohei Otani. Yes, you got to see it. That's right, exactly. <laughs> um, but I mean, I, I'm removing like the Babe Ruths, the Lou Gehrigs, right. uh, players that played before baseball was segregated, like yeah, stuff yeah, like that. Exactly. So it's kind of amazing to think that you've seen all of these greats mm-hmm. in your lifetime. Yeah. Do you ever sit back and like, holy crap, I've seen the best of the best? No,
0: what I've seen is, what I've said to myself is, man, I'm freaking old. I mean, when you go back to other sports, I mean, I went to the 71 first round of the U.S. Open at Marion, and that was the year Nicholas and Trevino played the...
1: Okay, so you saw Jack, Arnold, Tiger Woods.
0: Yes. (laughs) I mean, I didn't... uh, Television-wise, I saw... You know, Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali, Joe Frazier. I mean, he, I saw did all that. Did you ever stuff. see
1: one of his fights live?
0: Ali, Um I think, or it, be in a room with him. Oh, I, I have an autograph of him. Like okay, I, I find it somewhere.
1: But it, it's just, it's so fascinating to me that you know, in a matter of, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be 40 this summer, right. But I've seen almost in yes. my
0: lifetime the greats play like, and, and the, the game the games have changed so much the way they play, and it's. You know I I hate getting in the you know the comparable's we we're talking basketball Okay, so yes, guys like Jerry West and Wilt and Wilton, Elgin Baylor and all those guys, they would be Bill Ross, they'd be they'd be great today too. Okay? Because if they had the tr-
1: There's a place for them in today's game. Right. And you yes. have
0: if they had the complete training methods and AAU Weight stuff and, and were starting playing organized not ball, having to work on
1: the farm
0: and the Right, <laughs> like- Exactly. But if you transform, okay, their bodies from then in today's game. It would be a joke. Who back then, even in the 80s and 90s, okay, LeBron driving down the lane, who is going to stop him? only
1: person I can think of is Carl Malone. Or
0: maybe Shaq.
1: Or maybe Charles Barkley. Just uh, the hard Charles guys.
0: Oakley, Mahorn would try. But they wouldn't be able to stay in front who, of him. Exactly. That's my point. N- N- Giannis, who the hell could defend him? Well, you couldn't because now you had Kareem ba- Abdul-Jabbar would be guarding Giannis. Right. Now... Flipside, I'm glad you brought him up because obviously LeBron's going to, and we'll talk about that in our probably next podcast, is going to break Kareem's record. He still today would be indefensible because nobody could defend that skyhook.
1: Nobody. No, and I mean, and if you think about it, I mean, if there is a big in the league, it's slipping my mind right now, but there is no big that plays big right no. now. No. And I think that would change the game. Like if another Shaq came around in the – 2020s, that dude's going to change the game again. Right. And so it's all just a matter of, you know, decade by decade, but it's by who is the top dog. Right. That's what changes the game. Steph Curry changed the game because they were scoring so many points. Right. So how are you going to compete with that? We got to be able to shoot threes too. Yes. But if you get another dude that's going to be down low that's killing you, it's going to change it. Well, you look at
0: Kareem and, you know, as of now, the leading scorer in NBA history, how many threes? Zero, right?
1: Did Kareem never make one?
0: I don't think he made one. How many I, I don't many he shot. Might,
1: I got to look this up. Not
0: now. not very many. And LeBron, even though he's not a great three point shooter, he's had over a th- at least fifteen hundred, two oh, thousand threes. Right? Absolutely. I mean,
1: and today's basketball has helped right, LeBron out. big Right. Time. Well, look,
0: even when even when the three point shot was introduced into the NBA back in you know eighty three or whatever it was, we talked about that Piston Nugget game, right? And the Pistons had, was Isaiah was one for two. And they scored 186 points, whatever, with two f- three point attempts for each team. So there
1: might be some conflicting things with Kareem. It okay. says that it's a zero. Okay, he took one three in it his career. Took one three. And it happened on December 7th, 1986, against the Golden State Warriors, <laughs> where they won by 32 points. Yeah, okay. And he finished with. Uh, Oh, he only had 15 points that game. Yeah. But they won by yeah. 32, so I'm yeah, sure he was out he, pretty early.
0: He was unbelievable. All right, going back to the Pistons. They are home for a while. They got, you know. Oh,
1: he made one later in that year.
0: Oh, he did make yeah, one. Yeah,
1: on 224. Yep.
0: Oh, Look cool.
1: at him. He shot four of them that year.
0: Good. good. <laughs> four of them. Unbelievable. So the Pistons have, like, I think five of their next six games are at home. Good. Uh, you got the Wizards, and they have a big game coming in Friday. As they have a back-to-back, the Charlotte Hornets, who now that Ball is back, I think they're going to end up with more wins. They're a fun team to watch. Yeah, Rozier's a good player. They got some players on that team.
1: And also, can I say this with the home stretch coming up? Don't be afraid to go to the games. There's still a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. It's still NBA basketball. And you watch
0: some of the other teams. And then Saturday night, the Phoenix Suns come to town. Now, Booker's not back yet, is he?
1: Uh, I don't believe so, no. but they're still one hell of a team. Mikel Bridges is, I mean, dude, can you believe that your team just yeah, traded I, him uh, on track? I tonight? know.
0: For nothing, really, didn't get when much. When his mom works for the damn team? Yes. <laughs> and then uh, Monday night, the uh, the Celtics come to town. And they Pistons usually play them pretty they damn do, tough for some strange I mean, reason.
1: Dude, Tatum and Brown might be the best duo in the league right now. Yeah. I mean, they're so good. Tatum. Has every year gotten better.
0: Speaking of bad decisions by Philadelphia.
1: Oh, I know, right? Who do they go with over him? Fultz. That's right. They traded up. And where's he playing now? Or Orlando. <laughs> Orlando. He actually made his <laughs>
0: first trip to Philly since then. He's actually played okay. He, you know Orlando's what? on the in the right path. I would, I would kind of rather be them, but
1: we talked about that
0: before. Yes. I would rather be. Did in you their see, position. by the way, you, your most hated player? No. He had a great game the other day. He had like 20 had like, 22 points. The dude can play basketball. I know. I don't
1: like him. I know. But he's, he's one hell of a player. Right. So whatever's in the Wagner jeans, man, keep producing. <laughs> you did very well.
0: Yes. All right. That's uh, Restore the Floor for this week. Yeah. We'll be back. Uh, I'm going to go uh, check out some.
1: You're going to go chase a musical act around. Musical?
0: Well, a little of that and a lot of uh, chasing the little dimpled ball around, too.
1: Oh. I'm jealous. Well, I got you, just, you just played, week. yes. You know what, Stoney? This isn't a golf podcast, but I, I don't have anybody else to talk about it with. My wife doesn't want to hear about it. But it's the best I've hit the ball in probably three years. Wow. And my putting was awful. I shot a 90 on the last day. That's with two eights and a seven. Because of putting? Well, yeah. Because I couldn't figure, I couldn't read them. There was four putts out there. But it was beautiful.
0: All right. Uh- Don't forget, download this. Tell your friends it is Restore the Floor.